0: I think faith is literally just having something to believe in to give you like a higher sense of self. Yeah, believing in, in practice, believing in something yeah. that uh, you can't necessarily Describe. see or, hear or touch. Yeah. Knowing something that you can't know, it's a positive trait that allows you to manifest good things in your life. I believe like God has like like a plan for everybody. Faith is something that I don't have and that's very difficult to understand. Uh, I tend to want things to be verified. I think just being a good person. But faith is really basically like motivation. It basically, faith makes people motivated to do what they have to do. Just believing, believing that this isn't all there is that there's always something larger, that you're part of something much larger. It's so interesting when people are faithful. They can be faithful to themselves, to other people that they spend their time with, um, faithful to their beliefs and motives. So um, I think faith is an awesome thing to have when you want to become a better person. I mean, that's what it is, believing blindly in something, uh, whether it's God or whether it's love. Um, And just going for it, even though you can't see it. I guess to me, faith is believing in something that you can't necessarily always explain. Because if you could explain it, why have faith? That is our subject today in Alpha, faith. In particular, I'm going to explore two questions for you. The first is, how can I have faith? And the second is, how can I be sure of my faith? So let me start with the first question. I want to speak to those of you who wonder if you have faith. You've never considered yourself to be a person of faith, but as you've come to Alpha and you've gotten involved in in a group maybe once, twice, three times, you've noticed (laughs) that these people many of them have faith and you're open to have faith that's why you come to alpha but you're wondering how did they get it how does someone get faith like that did they wake up one morning and all of a sudden they have faith when they didn't the day before is there a pill you can take to get faith is it that they're just lucky and i'm not or is it that they have an ability to blot out all their questions? They have an ability to to not uh, think about things that I think about. Uh, are they willing just to take a blind leap of faith? Is that what I have to do? Just blindly believe in something uh, that I'm, I'm not sure of? How do you have faith? Well, the good news is uh, it's not that mysterious you can have faith actually faith can grow in your life in the bible it says this faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of god the more you examine the evidence the evidence that jesus lived that he died that he rose again The more you hear the testimonies of the eyewitnesses who were there when Jesus did all these things, their written testimonies available today. Matter of fact, if you wanna turbocharge the process of getting faith, then read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, their four eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. And the more you examine them, the more you read the words of Jesus, the more you you hear in your groups the stories of people whose lives have been impacted by Jesus, the more you examine the evidence, the more faith can grow. Now, you might have had this experience already. You might have been coming for the last few weeks and, and uh, you've noticed that, hey, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to Get this thing called faith. I, I think this faith thing is starting to grow in me. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, just keep coming. Just keep listening. Just keep asking questions. Just keep inquiring. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see if faith isn't something that starts to take place in your life. And that's something I encourage you to talk about today in your small groups. And if you're comfortable yet, say to the other folks, I don't think I have faith. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you get it? Uh, how did you get it? Start to ask it. Nobody in your group is going to say anything funny about it. They're going to be thrilled that you're willing to open up and talk about it today. That's the first question I wanted to talk about. And it's going to be something you can discuss in your small groups. But the second question is the one I'm going to focus in on today to a large degree there are many of you who would say yes I have faith but you wonder do you have enough faith you wonder do you have the right kind of faith you're wondering am I a Christian do I know for certain that I'm gonna go to heaven when I die how does one know for certain that they are a Christian in other words your question is more along the lines of have i crossed that line between not having faith and having faith when paul wrote to christians in corinth he said this those who have become christians become new persons they're not the same anymore the old life is gone a new life has begun he's calling certain people christians he said when you become a christian you, you know it. A, a new life has begun. Something has changed in your life. What is a Christian? A Christian is a Christian, Christ, I-A-N, which means like a little Christ. It's someone who believes in Christ, follows after Christ, wants to, to know who Jesus is. It's a Christ follower. When you receive Christ, you become a child of God. God wants everyone who believes in Jesus to know for certain that they are a child of God matter of fact the word Christian was used as a derogatory term in the first century they would tell people oh you think you're a little Christ you're a Christian they would call them now nobody's saying they're a little Christ what they're saying is when I'm a Christian I'm a follower of Christ I'm a believer in Christ and that name that used to be derogatory we bear it proudly we are Christians we do believe in Christ and we do follow him The best part of that is you know you're a Christian. And I have met scores of people who have faith in Jesus, but they don't know for certain that they have the right kind of faith, enough faith. They don't know they're Christians. You ask them, are you a Christian? You know what they say? I hope so. Uh, I'm trying to be um, that kind of thing. I think it's especially hard for people who can't point to a specific event in their life or time in their life when they became a Christian. There are some of us who can point to an event. We weren't a believer, and then we became a believer, and we we can point to a time and a place. In my case, fall of 1976, Costa Mesa, California, I can tell you where I was, what I did, and because I can do that, I think it's easier for me to have this assurance that, that yes, I am a Christian. But I've discovered people who were raised in church, people who have been a Christian all their life, they can't point to a time when they weren't, they they did cross over into the area of faith, but, but can't tell you when, they're more likely to not be sure that they have faith. But it doesn't matter. If you can point to an event or not point to an event, if you're a Christian, you can know it. C.S. Lewis, the great writer, said this. If you're on a train from Paris to Berlin, some people know the exact moment they crossed the border from France to Germany. But other people might have been asleep when the train went across the border. Uh, They don't know when they crossed But they wake up and they're in berlin they know they're there now the important thing is you not 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 that you know the exact moment but that you know you're there you know you are a christian so i'm going to answer that today i'm going to try to talk about how you can know that you know that you know you are a christian so you ready to go for that here we go in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, John says this, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that you may hope, not that you may wish, not that you may feel one way or another, but that you may know that you have eternal life. Well, how do you know that? How do you get that confidence how are some people so sure about it and others not? Well, actually, there are three things that you're going to need to have that kind of confidence. And these three things are like the tripod here on this, this camera. There's, there's three legs to a tripod. And there's really a tripod of assurance, a tripod of faith. Here's the first leg of that tripod. The first way you can be sure you have eternal life is the word of god the first way you can be sure that you are a christian is because of what the word of god says now kids if you got notes today you go ahead and color that first page because that's the bible that's where we can know that we have eternal life that we are a christian the bible i've talked about this many times is not just one book it's 66 ancient documents And these 66 ancient documents have all been compiled into one giant volume. (laughs) And this giant volume we call the Bible. We as Christians believe that it is actually the Word of God. Now, it doesn't mean God spoke every word that's in here. Uh, Many of the words in here were spoken by people. (laughs) Uh, They were actually written down by people. God didn't send a finger from heaven to write them down. So men wrote this. uh, People wrote this. The words spoken here, some are the spoken words from God himself. Some are words from other people. But we believe that these words were inspired to be written by God. God, and that's why we think they are the word of God and in two weeks in Alpha we're going to get into that why we believe this to be more than just a great writing more than just uh, some great thoughts but actually inspired by God the word of God and you don't want to miss that talk but in this the word of God there are dozens of scriptures that say If I believe, then I am a Christian. And I'm going to pick just two of them today that you can be assured of. The first one is in John chapter 5. It says this, truly, truly I say to you, and this is Jesus talking, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has, again, there's has, you can't get any more certain than that, has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. That's what's written. So I I read through that, and I I just have to read through it and see, do I fit the criteria? Jesus says, truly, truly. Can you imagine Jesus having to say that? Like like somebody couldn't take his word for something? Truly, truly, I say to you. Whoever hears my word, why I didn't hear it directly, but I've read it, it's written down. And believes him who sent me, that God sent his son, has right now eternal life. What is eternal life? It's a personal relationship with Jesus that begins now and goes on forever. If I believe this, I have it. I will not come into judgment. But I passed from death to life. And that's just one of them. There are dozens of them. Here's one in Revelations 3, verse 20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Eating together is a sign of friendship. You're going to be doing that together in your groups. Eating together is a sign of of friendship, relationship. And that's what it means to be a Christian, to be a friend of Jesus. And Jesus is saying, look, it's like I'm standing at the door of your heart, of your life, and, and I want to come in and have a relationship with you. And I make you a promise that if you'll open up your life to me, ask me to come in, I will. Not maybe. I will come in and be with you and you will know that I am. So being a Christian is having a relationship with Jesus, just like, well, kind of like being married is having a relationship with your spouse. It's a relationship. And in both cases, being a Christian, being married, you should know you are. I mean, you really should. If you're a Christian, you should know you're a Christian. And if you're married, you should know you're married. I know I'm married. Um, And I have some proof here. That's what we're talking about. Assurance. Proof. Really knowing that you know that you know. I know I'm married. What it's based upon. Well, it's also three things. It's based on a tripod. First of all, I have the written word right here that says I'm married. This is it. This is a marriage certificate right there. It's signed September 1st, 1979, it says where it took place uh, that I met all the requirements, my wife met all the requirements that were needed by the state of California to be married, it is legal, it is signed, so if I ever have doubts, if I ever worry if things are in my life are uh, just upside down, am I married? I can just get it out, we keep it in a metal box right there, there it is, and if you ever struggle, are you a Christian? there it is it's written down it's God's Word it's spoken to you go back there when your feelings are all over the map read again meet the criteria believe ask yourself do you believe do you trust then you're legit There's a second leg to the tripod. The first is the word of God. I can be assured I'm a Christian because it says in God's word that if I believe, I am. But second is the work of Jesus. I can be sure I'm a Christian because of what Jesus did when he died on the cross and rose again. Now, this second piece of the tripod is also incredibly helpful. I have right here a wedding invitation. This was what we sent out to people before we got married, right there. Uh, in the spirit of Christian joy, Miss Joanna Lynn Mayer and Mr. Gary Michael Beasley will become what we do? We'll get married. This is actually easier to read back in the day. But, uh, and there it tells where we're going to do it. It talks about an event that was going to take place. We invited people to be eyewitnesses of this event. And I know many of them are still alive. Isn't that great? And so if you doubt that I'm married, I can refer you to eyewitnesses. They were there They saw the event. I was an eyewitness. I was there. My wife was there. The pastor was there. I can show you eyewitnesses and they will verify, yes, there was an event. It did take place. There were vows exchanged. These two people got married. There was an event that took place 2,000 years ago. Jesus gave his life for us on a cross. This really happened we're not making this up it is documented there were eyewitnesses now i'll grant you that they're dead now okay? it was two thousand years ago but they wrote down their eyewitness testimony and they told those who followed them and those who followed them and it's been preserved for us for all these years this event actually took place so whenever you're starting to doubt am i a christian remember the event took place jesus died jesus said it is finished the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life It cost him his life. It really happened. It changed all of history. It's the second leg of the tripod. But there's a third leg. You know, I've been married so long now, I don't need to produce either one of these. I rarely wake up in the morning and think, am I married? No, seriously, I rarely wake up and say that. You, you, maybe that first couple of years, it doesn't seem real to you. Maybe you need extra assurance. So you go to the written word. You remember the event. But after four decades of having a relationship with somebody, I don't have to pull those things out anymore. I've got the third leg of the tripod. And the third leg of the tripod is relationship, is experience with someone it's love that you have with someone it's doing life together with someone and the third leg of the tripod of knowing for sure you're a Christian is the witness of the Holy Spirit when you become a Christian the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you and he does two things that are profound and real The first is this, he starts to give you a deep love for Jesus and a deep knowledge that you are a child of God. The spirit, it says, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. I know I'm a Christian because the Holy Spirit has come into my life and he gives me an assurance. You can't talk me out of the fact I'm a Christian yes i have these things but something's happened in here now this witness of the holy spirit i know i am i know i have a relationship with jesus i know i do and also the holy spirit has started to change me to become more like jesus He's given me this thing called the the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, kindness, meekness, temperance, faith. He's starting to change me. And he's changed me over the years to where, you know what? I know for certain that I'm following Jesus because he's made a change in my life. He's changing me more every day. And because I know way down inside, we have a relationship. So, do you have all three? If you have all three, it's very hard for somebody to talk you out of the fact that you are a Christian. In your small groups today, talk about this. Talk about the written document, what it says. Talk about the event that took place. Talk about the eyewitnesses that saw it. And then talk about the fact that you either have or don't have this witness on the inside of you that assures you that you are a Christian. Because you might not. And there are reasons why you might not. Talk about them. Talk about your feelings. Maybe you're that person who was asleep when the train passed from France to Germany. You were raised in church your whole life and you don't quite know an event and so you've wondered and and talk about that. But my hope is by the end of today's talking in your small groups, you know, you know, or else you're well on the way to know that you are a Christian. Worship team, would you return, please? We're going to take communion now, and this is something that, that Jesus told us to do, I think, to help us remember the event it's something he told us to do to remember the event where he gave his life for us he said that when we do this we're to do it in remembrance of him does everybody have communion with them today Joanna has a basket in the back she can find you just raise your hand there's some folks Joanna will locate you and give those to you And if you're at home right now go ahead to your fridge and get some juice and get some bread the night before jesus was betrayed he celebrated with his disciples this this festival this event that they've been doing for many years called passover but He did it with a new twist. He gave it a new meaning. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. He hadn't even gone to the cross yet. That would happen shortly. But he was giving them a picture of what was going to transpire. He was giving us something to remember so that the event would stay fresh in our mind. Fresh in our mind every time we took communion. So I want to pray. God, thank you for the event, for the sacrifice of Jesus on a cross, for the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We take this bread now, we eat it, and in doing so, we remember the body of Christ that was broken for us. Amen. It was the second thing that happened that night. Jesus took a cup filled with wine and he gave it to his disciples and he said, this is the blood, my blood of the new covenant shed for you. It will take away your sins. And he wanted us to remember that every time we did this. So God, we thank you for the blood of Jesus shed on a cross for our sin so that we could know for certain that our sins are forgiven. We could know for certain that we have passed from death into life. It's as certain as what Jesus did. Let's take that cup now. Lord, I pray for all of those right now who don't feel they have faith. God, meet them where they are. Lord, I pray for those who have faith, but no assurance that they are a Christian. Lord, give them that today through the word of God, the work of Jesus, and the witness of the Holy Spirit. Amen.